What up, niggas? And welcome back to Here's the Deal with BA. Uh, this is my weekly audio diary, and I hope you have been enjoying listening to these episodes where I'm talking to myself. Um, I really appreciate you guys from listening. I'm telling you guys now, I am a little tipsy recording this. I haven't smoked. I'm just tipsy. I went to happy hour, had a few beers. You know, I went to happy hour like I'm employed and shit. But anyway, um, yeah, somebody told me I'd be jumping right into it, and I don't tell y'all what I've been doing. Um, well, um, I need a man to make me feel pretty, to lick on my puss, grab on his nuts, and suck on my titty. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I am obsessed with that little clip, the little video. Y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about, but anyways, um, nothing. I'm still um, looking for employment. Everything looks good, though. Um, it feels good to be able to be in a place um, where I'm able just to take my time and um, look for employment, uh, whether if it's me going back into finance or something new altogether. Um, last time I talked to y'all, I was saying how I didn't want to go back into a tradition. In a, Oh, I'm slurring my words. I'm tipsy as fuck. I shouldn't have recorded, but anyways, we're here now. Um, go back into a traditional office working in finance, but you know, a few banks have some positions open in compliance and legal, and I have experience in federal banking compliance. You know, the uh, CFPB, what is that shit? The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, all this shit. If um one of those banks call me back um for one of those jobs, I might consider. But I'm gonna be honest, I think. I want a job at some like the fucking post office. Listen, I told y'all I'm over being ambitious in my career. The post the post office usually hires people without making them like a for a full career employee with full federal benefits. But there's an opening for like a full career position in my area. Um, so listen, I will be making half of what I made in finance, but. Was I ever going to be rich working in finance? No. Would I ever be rich working at the post office? No. Would I ever want for anything working at the post office? No. Will my life change working at the post office? Hell no. So the job um, I apply for at the post office is not a carrier like delivering the mail. I found out that the people who work at the window um, selling you stamps and money orders make more money. So listen, if I have a less stressful job with great stability, a pension, and my quality of life on change, and I get to wear a cute uniform where y'all get to get into this ass, and I get to laugh and talk to people all day, <laughs> listen, sign me up. I'm trying to coast into retirement. Like, I'm not trying to, like, climb no fucking corporate ladder. Like, that shit is for the birds. Um, But yeah, that's all I've been up to. Um. I've been going to coffee shops in the afternoon to sit outside and write. Yes, um, I'm that guy now. <laughs> oh, let me tell y'all what happened the other day on the patio at the of the coffee shop I go to downtown. So I was sitting, you know, outside or whatever with my coffee and croissant, and a black Sprinter pulled up um, with blacked out windows, and came out was this guy who's a designer um, based out of. De- out of Dallas, and I've seen his work before. He um, styles a lot of um, some like a lot of black 
women celebrities, uh, Michelle Williams, um, I don't know, some gospel girls. And, you know, he's in, in, um, they were taking pictures. Then all of a sudden, Latoya Luckett hops at the motherfucking Sprinter. And I'm sitting there like, what? That is Latoya Luckett, like right there. It was just so funny. But um, she was working. I didn't say anything to her. She was like working. They did like the photo shoot all in like 15, 20 minutes. And they packed up and left. Um, but that was really neat to see. Like she is breathtaking in person. Um, yeah, that was really neat to see. Um, they were taking pictures of just like crossing the street in his fashion. Jay Bowling, I think is his name. Um, but anything, anyway, something else that someone pointed out to me about last episode, shout out to Ron, um, YSL Ron on Twitter, who reminded me that I was, what I was saying at the end of last episode, when I completely drew a blank in the middle of recording, uh, he reminded me that I was talking about Glorilla. Excuse me, because I didn't know how her name was pronounced until the hip hop, uh, the BET Hip Hop Awards. I didn't watch the BET Hip Hop Awards, but I saw the clips. Now, the BET Awards is not something that I came here to talk about today, but y'all know how this shit go. Uh, did, did they not have anyone to do the ciphers? Rashida, Regine, Resume Carter. <laughs> now here's the deal with Regina Carter now I don't mind when I see rich black kids who's not good at anything in places just because of who they are just like I love that be rich and have fun like I am all here for it uh, that's why I stand with like uh, Wally, uh, Riley Burris Candy Burris daughter baby she just be spending candy uh, money she turned 18 got that nose job in the Porsche and I was like, yes, you better work. Like, that's how you spend that motherfucking money, bitch. Go get you a nose job, girl. Like, I am here for it. it but I say all this to say, Rashida girl, the time has never been here and it's not now, baby. I, I think Rashida missed her calling for modeling and acting, trying to rap. Like, she's not even good on reality TV. Like, ugh. One thing I will give her credit though for is the Bad Rock remix. The song she has with Toya Wright, Diamond from Crime Mob, Lola Monroe, and Candy singing the hook. I know, I know. That is a random group of people, but the song jams and Toya Wright, the one who is not the musician out of the group, has the best verse. Toya Wright is also fine as fuck. Go do yourself a favor and listen to the Bad Rock remix. Rashida's verse is first. So please don't turn it off. I promise you it gets better. But just like listen to the song and it's good. But anyway, I Glorilla. Yeah, I know that's what we were originally discussing. But nothing major that I want to mention out about her other than um she had posted a tweet about how good spaghetti and fish is together. And that's a topic that always come up on Twitter and people start just acting fucking crazy. Like, listen, uh, here's the deal. A lot of stuff people eat as sides are full meals. Mac and cheese, jambalaya, dirty rice, red beans and rice. Niggas go to the Chinese restaurant and get lo mein and fried rice together. Both are full meals on their own. But some reason, niggas lose their mind at the thought of spaghetti being a side. But the, the deal with that shit 
is not just the spaghetti as a side. I don't understand why people are so concerned with how other people eat their food. That is really a poor man's discussion. And y'all think it's an elitist discussion, but it's not. It's a poor man's discussion, just like state temperatures. State temperatures is a poor man's discussion. It's low vibrational, <laughs> as that lady done told y'all, which I'm not going to talk about. Um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm tipsy. It's So real quick. Real Housewives of Potomac is back. And the first episode, y'all, was good. Uh, y'all know I started watching Real Housewives of Potomac like two seasons, just two seasons ago. So yesterday, Sunday, I started watching season one. Let me just say, if Giselle was not on there, that shit would have been boring as hell and been canceled. Just like Real Housewives of D.C. did. Um, I bet y'all don't even remember Real Housewives of D.C. It was one or two seasons. But, um, yeah. um, Real Housewives of Potomac. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, This Katie lady. Girl. Whoever this Katie lady is. Girl. uh, Goodbye. Good night. Child. Fuck off, bitch. I'm I'm only a few episodes into season one, and I can tell I'm already over her. Basically, season one of Potomac, they all reminded me of like the mothers from Jack and Jill, like when I was in Jack and Jill growing up, like especially Karen and um, Sharice. And speaking of Karen, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Housewives, and I'm moving on. The, from the previews, it seems there would be rumors of Karen cheating on Uncle Ben. Listen, I've been told y'all she gives me cheating vibes. Uh, that's why she's always like over-sexualizing him to make him feel better and more secure. If you notice that, she's always just seems to be over-sexualizing this old man. I'm like, girl, stop. It's just so obvious and annoying. Kind of like how Heavenly do with her husband on Married to Medicine. It... Oh, God, another tangent. Now, l- let me pause to address these Married to a Medicine ladies. I love these ladies. Um, I always recommend Married to Medicine to anyone that's interested in watching to, in watching reality TV or anybody that's interested in like following like your house. What are you doing? Sit down. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm talking to Gizzard. He just knocked some over. Um, what am I talking about? Uh. Married to Medicine. Like, yes, I really do, like, love these ladies. And I was saying was I always recommend uh, Married to Medicine to anyone that's interested in watching reality TV, especially if you're watching some type of, like, you want to watch some type of housewife type of show, star with Married to Medicine. I'm telling you, it's good. Even if you're not into reality TV, you will be hooked. I have gotten quite a few people hooked on reality TV from starting with Married to Medicine. Um, I don't even want to go into a deep dive into it just yet. I'll wait until the season is over with to talk about Married to Medicine in full. Um, I just want to say that uh, still, Contessa Husband is so fine. And if by any chance that you're listening, uh, please jump into my DM so I can suck the air out your body. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm still a virgin saving myself to be the first lady of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, listen, when me and the mayor of Birmingham, Alabama get married and I move into the mayor's mansion, I don't know you hoes or any of this shit I've been talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, seriously. 
Uh, I know I just said one last thing about the housewives, but bitch, I cannot forget about Wendy meeting with Peter Thomas about a business venture. Out of all the people in the housewife circle she could have reached out to, I mean, Candy right there, she went to attention-seeking Peter Thomas. Peter hasn't been on the housewives in over five years. I know at least five years. And he still has R-H-O-A in his Twitter handle. But listen, uh, Wendy is lost, and I see why her husband won't let her spend any money without his permission uh, her idea is to have a lounge with a library theme and it's open to kids during the day. Like, girl, if you don't move with them fucking, with that fucking Brenham Spoons ass idea, it, but I will say this season looks interesting. I will be tuned in. I I think I'm good on watching the previous seasons. Um, I will say, I think Robin looks fantastic this season. Um, Every look she's had so this episode, she was looking so good. I loved all her looks. It was still very tomboyish and kind of like studdish like Love Robin um looks this season. I can't say I love her, but Love Robin looks this season. <laughs> I um I do wanna go I do wanna go back and watch the mess that happened with Michael Darby and him um allegedly filling on people. Um if anyone knows exactly what season that is, please let me know. Um Oh, one more thing about housewives. Why is Ashley buying a house with her soon to be ex husband Michael Darby? Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like that is a controlling motherfucker that would wanna buy a house with his ex wife. Baby, that man gonna leave her high and dry with two kids that look like Vladimir Putin. And it's gonna be so sad and tragic. I, I It's just... Anyway, enough about the housewives. Um, I found something really interesting in the news um, this week um, or the other week. An infamous cult leader um, arrested after a dead body found in his home. Now, this is a long article. I want y'all to stay with me, but it's pretty interesting. Far-left activist Ghazi Kadzo rose to internet notoriety last year with a series of bizarre online pronouncements he made as a leader of a French communist group called Black Hammer Organization. Kuzo's online declarations, including the claim that Holocaust victim Anne Frank was a whiny Karen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. This is my first time reading this, y'all. <laughs> Including the claim that Holocaust victim Anne Frank was a whiny Karen seemed, <laughs> seemed designed to go viral as proof of left-wing activists out of control and earned mentions from Fox News and other conservative outlets. But on Tuesday, Black Hammer dubbed a cult by former uh, members um... That morning, I'm trying to like skim through all this stuff because there's a lot going on. Uh, that morning, anonymous caller in a suburban Atlanta home rented by Black Hammer contacted police to report that they were being held against their will. When police searched the home, they ordered Cuzzo and nine other people outside. In the house, they found an 18-year-old man named Amante 
ambulance dead of what police call an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Now, Kuzo, a 36-year-old whose legal name is Augustus Romaine, faces um, criminal charges including aggravated sodomy, two counts of conspiracy to commit a felony, two counts of false imprisonment, two counts of kidnapping, and two counts of aggravated assault, along with two counts of criminal street gang activity, according to the press release from Fayetteville Police Department. God damn, I'm too drunk for this. <sighs> Another Cuso associate, a 20-year-old named um, Xavier, was also charged with uh, several crimes, including kidnapping and all the other shit that the other man was charged. And basically, this uh, Black Hammer and this organization began in 2019 after uh, Kuzo left another far-left Black activist group. Black Hammer and its aggressive anti-Semitic and anti-white um, like teachings marked a strange new reinvention of Kuzo, who had earlier years operated as an inspiring YouTube personality named Smilestone. In one Smilestone video, he laughed along with two white men and debated who was the most basic. So basically, this man was like one of them, like, he was a gay version of those Hebrew Israelite niggas, the niggas that be in the purple outside preaching, the, preaching and screaming at white folks. Like, he was dead, especially for him to call like Anne Frank a whiny Karen. And these niggas had went to like I don't know why these why these cult leaders think that land is free. So they go to um they try to set up shop in De in Colorado somewhere and they get ran out of there and they come back to Atlanta and they're living in his house. And all of it is just so crazy and a man ends up dead and another thing is that y'all that i gotta tell y'all about this story is this cult leader was the guy that was standing outside the cdc when Nicki minaj had made that quote about her cousin balls getting enlarged from covid vaccines and them Nicki minaj fans is out there protesting the vaccine in front of the cdc that was these people this that was that cult. Crazy. Like, I'm not trying to tie Nicki Minaj to no cult. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying is, is that those, like, people was outside that everybody thought was Nicki Minaj fans, they were actually part of a cult. Um, which... And, 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 and the article goes on to talk about how he was like micro-dosing uh, micro on drugs. And that's one thing I never understood. These niggas these days be on these, these psychedelics and this shit. And I just don't listen. I don't. And people love to talk about, oh, you don't want to take, take mushrooms because it's going to force you to deal with yourself. Like, girl, what the fuck does that even mean? What does that even mean? Because I don't want to take drugs. Girl, get the fuck out of here. Also, people today are very like susceptible to cults. I don't know if that's a word, what I just said. But I know I might step on some, some of y'all toes, but a lot of stuff y'all be doing is cultish and very rich crafty, if that's a word. I mean, a little off topic, but not really. Um, I see these tweets about the Zodiac, and a lot of this shit sound like a straight-up spell. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I, I really think a lot of gays will fall victim to, like, cults. 
especially like a Zodiac cult. Like <laughs> the gays blame everything on the Zodiac. Gays, I, I they be I don't know. They be like I, I like going. I don't know. I like going to farmers markets and drinking kombucha. I, I'm such a Leo with my stars and Pluto and my moon and Jupiter with a non-binary Taurus placement. And it's just be like, girl, you sound like a witch. You sound like a witch. And and, and that's another thing. The, the gays love a witch. Think I'm lying? Name a show about witches or wick, a witchcraft and that the gays didn't like. What's that shit called? Charmed American Horror Story. Hell, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. What am I even talking about? <laughs> anyway, yeah, cults. So, y'all, another thing, too, that could, um, that, um, is very cultish too and very witchcrafty. It's y'all in this Mercury retrograde bullshit. Y'all get uh caught up in y- you know what? Let me hush. I know y'all love y'all um that y'all Mercury retrograde curse that y'all put on y'all selves every year or I don't know how often it comes. I'm sure one of y'all will let me know. Um I always say it's three things I only hear black gays talking about. That's Mercury Retrograde, Layla Hathaway, and Danny DeCane. And the super combo of all three is a Jasmine Sullivan fan. (laughs) Now, y'all, let me stop. I'm going to hush before y'all gay asses start turning this shit off. But, um, yeah, watch out for cults. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have no idea how this shit is going to sound when I play it back. I mean, but I never do. Sometimes I don't even feel like I'm being coherent or making sense when I'm talking to y'all. But I'm basically on here talking to y'all the same way I talk to myself in my head. So, I, baby, I don't know what to tell you. These are my thoughts. Just stay buckled up and you will be okay. But with that said, I... I hope you are ready for this next story. A cannibal pleads guilty in gruesome Michigan grinder murder of Kevin Bacon. So, Mark Latunsky, 53, of Morris, northwest of Lansing, Michigan, pleaded guilty last week in the grisly death of 25-year-old Kevin Bacon on Christmas Eve back in 2019. He's just not pleading uh, guilty now. Averting a trial that would have subjected Ke- uh, Bacon's family and loved ones to a detailed examination of the crime. Um, and the trial has been set to begin on October 18th. Um, they met on Grinder. And they had agreed to rendezvous at uh, Latinsky's house in uh, Swawaski County. There, Latinsky admitted to killing Bacon by stabbing him in the back, then slicing his throat before making a meal out of a portion of Bacon's genitalia. 
Bacon, 25, of Schwartz Creek, was a hairdresser and student at University of Michigan, Flint. He was also the grandson of Michigan trans rights pioneer Grace Bacon, who in 1977 founded Crossroads, the first support group for trans persons in the state. Uh, following her grandson's tragic murder, uh, she spoke out and just, you know, talk about how, like, he was robbed, you know, of his life and all this stuff, which is so true. In a Facebook post from January 1st, 2020, Grace Bacon said her grandson's death have galvanized me in a way that no other event in my life has done at this point. Um, and she continued to pledge um, to, you know, continue to do her work in transgender, you know, rights. Kevin Bacon is believed to have been seeking a BDSM experience with Latusky, but tragically got more than he bargained for. After killing Kevin Bacon, police say that he strung his body up from the rafters of his house with rope, hanging him by the ankles. His body was found naked in the position that the police um, found him on December 28th. Um, yeah, this is, I know I never finished reading these articles, but yeah, that was a, that's crazy. And um, um, I didn't read this part of the article, but the father of the victim, he kind of put the blame on his son by saying that his, his, um, his uh, son had a dark side and nobody should have to die because you're into BDSM. You know, I personally don't understand BDSM. I, I, I can't think of anyone that has the range or the wallet to make me do some stuff that they be doing. Um, also, if you allow me to do certain things to you, I don't respect you. And I probably don't want to see you outside of fucking, I don't know. It, that's just sad all the way around. Y'all be careful out here. You know, Jimmy and I have constantly reminded y'all of being safe when hooking up. Is so many ways for um you to be um safer now than what it was for us to be safer than it was, you know, back in the day. Because I know I've drove 30 plus minutes uh, to go see a dude because he told me on the chat line he was 5'8 with a track build and had a fat ass. If you know anything about the chat line from back in the day, you know Bottoms love bragging about having a track body. <laughs> anyway, it, it all the top's dicks was nine and a half inches. <laughs> but anyway, I I have absolutely been in people's homes where I suddenly have thought, like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? And let me tell you, always go with your gut. I have walked away from many of hookups because my gut told me no. And, and, and you know, this all this made me think about Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. Um, I was holding off. I was holding off on watching it because I'm not gonna lie, it was triggering. What the girls be saying, triggering. And but no, I, I would have never um, hooked up with a white man, but a black man could have definitely killed my ass back in 2002, 2003. It, it, what I'm trying to say is, as someone who used to be into hookup culture heavy, it was scary to realize the type of danger that I was putting myself into. I started watching the first episode, and I basically fast forward through the most of it because no, just. No. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and finish it, but right now, no. I'm I'm good. And I never understood one thing that really 
I've listened to like a lot of the like, like the the documentaries and true crime stuff about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I've just it always bothered me the 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 the, the fetishization that like white gays had for this man, and I think that's what really turns me off about this series because. Ron Murphy gives me one of those gays for some reason. And it's just a personal thing. I'm not telling y'all not to go watch it. Please go watch it. Um, I hear it's good. I haven't heard any bad things about it, to be honest with you. Um, so go watch it. It's just a me thing. I probably won't um, finish watching it. Probably will. Probably won't. I don't know. But um, enough of that. Um, I think it's time for me to get on up out of here. Um, I try to keep this thing down to 30 minutes. Um, oh, one thing that I want to, um, that I got on my mind before I get up out of here. I got to say something about you new age barbers and hairstylists. Now, I used to be a person who went to the barbershop every week. Then I started going every other week. And then when COVID happened, I stopped going to the barbershop altogether. And now, the last time I went to the barbershop, every now and then, I cut my own hair. But sometimes, I just want to go to the barbershop to be, you know, you know, feel pampered a little. Um, and it's $65. $65 to get a haircut. And this guy was like around the corner from me. So I was like, whatever. I paid a 65 when I want to be, you know, when I want to, you know, go to the salon and get, you know, my roller set, whatever. So now he doesn't cut hair in the shop anymore. He cuts hair at his house and he's still charging $65 for me to come, not even walking distance from my house anymore because you was just two blocks from my house. Now I have to like go to your house and pay $65 for you to cut my hair in your dining room. Like, some gotta give. $65? And I know people thinking, like, well, the cost goes up. I'm like, I understand cost goes up, but $65 should not be the price for a haircut. Basically, what these niggas are trying to do Thirty to forty dollars is not enough for them to ride around in the bins. So they want to charge people out the wazoo to keep up with a certain, you know, lifestyle. Which, hey, whatever. But maybe you have to come to the realization that maybe a barber doesn't afford you to drive a bins. I'm I'm using this as a thing. I'm not saying a bins is is this marker for success or anything. Trust me, I'm not. What I'm saying is, it's like maybe you can't have a certain lifestyle if you're a barber and you need to go find another career instead of trying to charge people at the ass because pretty soon y'all gonna be at a hundred dollars a haircut. Who the fuck gonna be getting a haircut then? It takes less than thirty minutes to cut my hair. I give it straight up, even all over, and trim my beard up. Less than thirty minutes. You want sixty-five dollars? Where else are you gonna go make sixty-five dollars for a half an hour? Where are you gonna go make forty at for a half an hour? So why are you trying to look? I'm tipsy. Um, I'm gonna get on up off of here. I just that that was just bothering me, like how much that has like 
increase and like these stylists with like all these newfangled rules of putting deposits down and they stealing people deposits i don't see how y'all do it like i'd be on beat a bitch up and be in jail yeah but um yeah thank y'all for listening um that's my time uh <laughs> i want to thank y'all for coming here every um week i be i be talking about every week child this shit don't come out every week i be trying but i really come on here when i feel like talking when i feel like talking shit when i have something to say um yeah or when i feel like i have enough to say and i'm like okay let me get on here and talk about some shit um, but you can always hit me up on Twitter at Wilson underscore stature. Um, like I say, thank you for coming over here and listening to me ramble. Um, don't take nothing personal. I say, I love y'all. And until next time, bye.